It's wonderful to be with you to celebrate the reality that Jesus is risen. You'll remember from last week, Palm Sunday, uh, that I'd created this cross. It's made of two hiking poles held together with a resistance band. And it reminds me that Jesus is with me through the valleys, the difficult times of life, as well as the mountaintop, adventurous times of life. I've had this cross up all the way through Holy Week and here we are on Easter Day and I'm going to bring our Easter reading as we consider what it means to turn our eyes to the risen King. Our reading is taken from Matthew's Gospel and we are in chapter 28 reading from verse 1. After the Sabbath at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and, going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the woman, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, He has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. We're living in a changed world, aren't we, as a result of the COVID-19 virus. I realised a week or two ago how much my world had changed. I was reading a detective novel and the detective went to interview a suspect. And as the detective arrived at the house and was welcomed in, I thought, well, that's not accurate. The detective hasn't been asked to antibacterial his hands. And then I thought, oh, my world really has changed. And the changes kept on coming. All of us now, are engaging with social distancing. Some of us are self-isolating or shielding. Some people are ill. Others are fighting death. People in many places are grieving the death of loved ones. And then there are people on the front line putting their lives at risk. They're serving uh, by selling food over the counter or serving at food banks. Others are caring for those who are ill. And there are those right at the front line 
working with people who are suffering from the COVID virus itself. The time that we have has also changed. Some people find themselves with time on their hands. Others find themselves working harder than they've ever worked before in incredibly challenging circumstances. The world has changed. Our world has changed. Matthew's account of the death and resurrection of Jesus is easily the most dramatic of all of the Gospels. It includes two earthquakes. It is as if Matthew is underlining for us the truly world-changing nature of these events. Let's read what Matthew says about Jesus' death and I'm reading from chapter 27. And when Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. At that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook, the rocks split and the tombs broke open. The bodies of many holy people who had died were raised to life. They came out of the tombs after Jesus' resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared to many people. Matthew is underlining that this is a world-changing event. With that description of the curtain in the temple being torn from top to bottom, it is as if God is ripping apart the old way of how people related to him. And in Jesus, God is creating a new way for us to come into relationship with God. God had this plan of blessing all nations through one chosen nation, but that plan didn't work out. And it was in his one and only son, Jesus, that a new way of relating to God was brought into being with Jesus' death. And that restoration of relationship with God at Jesus' death also signalled what will be for the future, where the whole world will be restored and we will come to a place in the future of no more sickness, no more sadness, no more COVID-19, no more death. And that is the hope that all of us as Christians look to for the future of eternal life. But Jesus Death is a world-changing event for us here and now. Jesus, in his death, took on the weight of all that was wrong in the world, all that was wrong in our lives, all the stuff that we've messed up. Jesus took the weight of all of that into the darkness of death. And in that place, he defeated death and then rose again. And in doing so, Jesus has brought about a completely new world that he invites us to share in. Matthew underlines this by saying there's an earthquake. It's as if he's saying, take notice of this man dying on the cross. And the people at the cross, the centurion, and those around took notice. 
the centurion said, surely this was the Son of God. They took notice of Jesus as he died. And if the earthquake wasn't enough for Matthew, he goes on to describe this extraordinary scene of tombs splitting open and holy people rising back to life. And they were seen after Jesus' resurrection around the city. Uh, Matthew brings together the reality of death and resurrection. In Jesus, dead people were being made alive. That's what we were singing about in the action song earlier. In Jesus, we come alive. Now we come to the Sunday morning. And I'm going to add something to this cross here. And while I'm doing that, why don't you reflect on this question? What does Jesus' death mean to you? So after that time of reflection on Jesus' death, let's now turn to look at his resurrection. And as you can see, uh, what I've done is I've added a green resistance band to the cross. You can still see the red one underneath. And that for me reminds me of Jesus' blood and his death. The green reminds me of new shoots of life. Reminds me that Jesus is alive, that he is risen. So let's continue to look at Matthew's Gospel. The Marys go to the tomb and there is no question that it is the correct tomb that they're going to because they had been there when they saw Jesus' body being put in the tomb when he was buried. Matthew again says there is an earthquake and the earthquake heralds the arrival of the angel. The angel rolls the stone away from the entrance of the tomb, that huge stone. And then, Matthew records, the angel sat down on it. Such a matter-of-fact detail, isn't it? But there was nothing matter-of-fact about the angel's appearance. In fact, it was so frightening that the guards who were guarding the corpse, became like corpses themselves. They were so scared. So the angel starts by saying to the women, don't you be afraid, and then goes on to share the most astounding news. Jesus, the one that was crucified, has risen, has already risen, just like he said he would. Go and check out the tomb. Go and have a look. He's not there. And then go and tell his disciples to meet him in Galilee. What an extraordinary message the angel brings to those women. A truly world-changing message. And I think of the, 
the joy that the angel must have had as he shared with those women. The thing that you've hoped for, the thing that was promised has actually happened. And he ends his message to the women by saying, now I have told you. And it's like he's saying, job done, mission accomplished. I've done the thing that I was asked to do, to share the extraordinary joy that Jesus is risen. The women receive that news and hurry off, still afraid. Well, there's been an earthquake after all, and they've just seen an angel, but also filled with joy. That dawning realisation that all that Jesus said is true. What he promised has come into being. And on their way to tell the disciples, they encounter Jesus. And Jesus starts with a very matter of fact, hello. That's what greetings means at that time. Hi, hello. And then repeats to the women what the angel said. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. But go and tell my brothers to meet me in Galilee. The angel calls them his disciples. Jesus calls them my brothers. And remember, these are the same people that only a day or two earlier had turned away from Jesus completely. They had deserted him in the garden and at the cross. And yet Jesus calls them my brothers. Jesus invites all of us to turn to him, to turn to the risen king and become part of God's family. The world changed with Jesus' death and resurrection. Once and for all, we live in a new way of relating to Jesus. What's your response to Jesus? It's possible for everyone to pray to Jesus, I want to be part of your new world. I want to be alive in you. And we do that by turning to the risen King and asking Jesus to become part of God's family. Change your world today this Easter. Become part of God's family. And as you do that, I pray that you will receive peace. The peace that Jesus gives when he says, do not be afraid. Jesus conquered death. That is extremely good news for all of us at this time when we are facing death up close and personal. If you are looking for peace at this time, ask Jesus to give you this to change your world. And ask Jesus to show you who can you share the amazing news that he is alive, that he is risen. Who are the people that you can share that news with? Let's take a moment now to ask Jesus.
as with the women Jesus, you told them specific people to share the news that you're alive. Jesus, would you come to us now by your Holy Spirit and show us the people that we can share this good news with, this extraordinary, outstanding news with? And this day, we celebrate that you are the risen King. You have done it, just as you said you would. Amen.